1: john chapman
2: what is going on faithful it is saturday morning early saturday morning 10 a.m when we are going live uh with this show but i'm so happy to be with you guys uh there's all kinds of stuff going on world cup stuff all that's you know whatever not a lot of college football which sneaks um almost not but the 49ers play i don't know like an iconic game tomorrow it, that that's kind of where we're at right like this is a huge game Brock Purdy versus Tom freaking Brady I absolutely love this game and i I'm excited just for what the possibilities could be it, you know i I I really do think the 49ers are favored in this game, obviously, you know, we're going to go through, we're going to break down everything there is to know about the Bucks: scouting reports, matchups, you know, trends, schemes, all that kind of stuff. We're going to give you it all, uh, finishing up with our bettings, predictions, uh, all that kind of different stuff. So, uh, our flagship program. We do this every week, and probably one of my favorite parts. There's no, this is my favorite show of the week. Um, there's no doubt about it, just because the amount of work and time that goes into this episode is considerably more um, than most of the other shows. And shout out, I gotta give credit to the great. Coach Cruz, man, he is incredible. Uh Love it. Yatsik, what's up, brother? I know you've been enjoying uh, all the football on TV. And shout out to the first African uh, country, Morocco, making it to the semifinals, which was awesome. Usually I root for USA first, obviously. Then I root for whichever African team is left. Um, And so I love it. The very first country to ever make it that far. I love it. I love it. Um, So let's jump in. Let's do this, baby. And if you haven't yet, go ahead and click that like button. It helps us out. Um the 49ers come into this game versus the Bucks on a five-game win streak, best in the NFL. But it's a little unlike most win streaks, and the fact that you just lost not your first quarterback, but your second quarterback for an extended period of time. I don't want to jump too much into the whole win, uh, you know, uh everybody's gonna come back and you know what ifs and all that stuff. We'll have time to deal with that later. But what I want to deal with now I want to deal with what we have this week. And what we have this week is a seventh round, Mr. Un. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. The last pick in the NFL draft going against one of the greatest, if not the greatest quarterback of all time um, and Tom Brady with the most Super Bowl wins. And he's done it with two teams and all that kind of stuff. This is a very, very, very... Interesting matchup. Now, Tampa Bay, they're coming off a comeback win on Monday night against a division opponent, uh, which was huge. You know, it, one of the – I think I saw a stat, and I'm going to mess it up, but it's like teams that were trailing by, you know, double-digit points with less than four minutes left are like four and 200 and something the last like five years. Um, And two of those wins, two of the four wins came uh this last week with the Rams win. Um, over the Raiders, which is hilarious. And then the Bucks went over the Saints. So, like, we're in interesting territory in the fact that, man, if the Bucks would have lost that game, I feel way better now. I really, really do. Uh, there is absolutely no opportunity for the 49ers to look at this game and be like, oh, we can let our guard down. There's no way. Uh, You cannot do that, one, just because of Tom Brady, two, because of this defense, but three, because of what they put on uh, the Saints on Monday Night Football. Uh, What's up, Ken? He says, uh, greetings from Denmark, man. I love the international crowd. Love it. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. And we got Coach Cruz in the house, uh, the producer of today's show. Now, interesting tidbits about the Bucs. This is their longest travel game domestically. They did play overseas against Seattle. Their longest domestic travel game, and it comes on a short week. Because remember, they played Monday night. Then they got to fly all the way across the country. Now they got to play Sunday. So that one less day makes a big difference. Now... Big test for the rookie, right? And Brock, we trust. Uh, (laughs) The Brock is hot. You got BCB. The nicknames just flow out um, with a name like that, which I love. Um, He's got a big test. He's going against the best. How do I say this? He's been going against the best defense in the NFL for 13 weeks straight, and that's the 49ers defense every damn day in practice. This is a much truer test in the NFL compared to what we saw from the Dolphins last week. Uh, The Dolphins, you know, defense left a lot to be wanted. Todd Bowles coached defense, and we'll dive into it, what they do. One of the most confusing, them and the Saints, uh, you know, Dennis Allen, Todd Bowles, I think those two kind of stand out as confusing defenses. We'll see how the young rook. Uh response. What's up, Daryl? He says, hashtag CC. Let's go, family. Um, uh, I love it. Smash the like button, please. He says JC. I think that's me. Uh goes hard for us. That's what's up, man. We go hard in the paint. Um, uh, as the kids used to say. What's up, Dr. Steve rule Appreciate you. We got celebrity in the house. Uh, big fan, big fan of that show. Love this. Daryl, appreciate the gift, my friend. In the super chat. He says we need to run zone with Mason and T D P to help Brock Purdy. You know, I I really do think that this game shapes up. Kyle Shanahan talked about in his press conference. He really, he, he, he the quote was, we have to find a way to win with Brock. And we're still working on that. Last week, you threw it 37 times. But you did that because the Saints, uh, sorry, the Dolphins literally loaded the box for every single freaking play. I don't think we're going to see that. That's not really what Todd Bowles does. Um, I I don't think it's going to be near as aggressive defensive front for a pre-snap read kind of what Todd Bowles wants you to do is, is think a little bit more. And so if you're not seeing six and seven man fronts, like you did last week when Brock came in, I think the play calls are going to be a lot more run heavy this week. And so, yeah, I I'm with you completely there. And I I really do think, you know, it's, it's interesting because the weather, mosquito killer, what's up, Eddie says, anyone in the Bay Area today, be careful in this rain. Definitely coming down. Yeah, be careful out there. And and that's gonna play into it as well. You know, last week was supposed to rain the whole time. We planned for rain and it just never came. Um, as far as the day of the game goes. It looking like it's gonna rain the whole time, which you know, Iowa, I said this earlier, Iowa goes through some tough weather cycles and wind and whatever else. So he's played a considerable amount in those situations, not near as much as Tom Brady, obviously, but I, it just makes for a run type game offensively. Now, um Mr. Mendoza, thank you for the gift of the super chat. Appreciate that, man. Uh, all the support is greatly appreciated. What if Purdy dominates for the rest of the year? That's best case situation. Whomever is taking snaps at the quarterback position, wearing the red and gold. I hope they dominate the rest of the year. That's all I'm saying. Now, if Mr. Mendoza, he does do that, he should continue doing that. Um, And again, like, I I, I almost feel like we should, like, hold a seminar on like, oh, here's what fandom looks like. Whoever the quarterback is for the 49ers is your favorite quarterback. Now, Trey Lance, like, that's my guy. I'm his biggest fan. But Trey Lance ain't playing. Therefore, Brock Purdy, I'm his biggest fan. With Jimmy Garoppolo's playing, I'm his biggest fan. And that's just kind of the way it should go. Um, you know, if we if we look at just kind of the way that it is uh, and the way that it should be, right? You know, you, you look at those things and very, very happy. And, and I love it. Now, Kim brings up time for Brady to lose to a first-start quarterback man, I'm gonna miss this um because you know it came out that Tom Brady is like, I'm trying to find it, and I'm not going to man, I need my I need my helper <laughs> Where's Peter schrager's thing. I saw it earlier because the the whole issue was if you look at Tom Brady's record versus first start quarterbacks, it's pretty bad. and you're just like, ooh, there's no way, you know. Uh, that Brock Purdy's got to come out and be able to handle this. But if you look at the quarterbacks that he's faced, first start quarterbacks are 0-6 all-time versus Tom Brady. Okay, that's scary. That's a scary stat. Listen to these names. Luke Falk, okay. E.J. Manuel, all right. Jake Locker, Really? Tyler Palko, wasn't he on the freaking replaceables? What did he play by, like, a character? Uh, (laughs) Matt Flynn? Luke McCown? All right. So I get that stat and whatever I hear, 0-6, and no, like, quarterbacks ever won their first start. Let's just, all right. You provide some of the context. I'm just going to say, yeah, we are right. We are right. We are right with that. Um, Mosquito Killer, why have the Niners gone away from jet sweeps? Defensive alignments. What teams are doing is a double wide nine, um, which puts a force edge player um, opposite of Debo every single time. Wherever Debo goes, they do it. Um, And a lot of times they'll do a double wide nine, which basically, again, that's a six-man defensive front or a five-man defensive front or sometimes a seven-man defensive front, which we saw with the dolphins a few times. So you cannot make that block it. it, it, So like you have a defender over here with nobody that's just sitting there and you're running a jet sweep into an unblocked, you know, linebacker nickelback, whatever you, you have to, even if you call that play, you get to the line. That's where you see the can, 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 because you just cannot do that. Um, You can't run into that. It's just not feasible. You don't have the numbers. They have the force. It's a free blocker literally sitting there. If they're tight and in a seven right off the edge of the tight end or the tackle, right, then you could do something like that. But a wide nine way out and literally looking in to see the play coming, you just can't do that. So a lot of that is a defensive schematic point to take away what Shanahan's trying to do. That's why you saw what was the Debo huge play. It was a reverse. It's the same type of play as the jet sweep. However, you have to get more creative and getting this over and then, you know, getting everything pulled this way, flow away, then come back. So he's still found ways to do that a little bit, but it it it's tough to it's tough to develop that. Uh no doubt about it. it it's it's not an easy creation uh to do that it, it you've got to kind of be extra creative it's not as simple as just turning and handing the ball off um now let's jump to let's talk about the books Let, let's get into how they got to six and six they're in first place they're the fourth seed in the nfc west we're the third seed uh so playoff caliber team for sure they just and this is all chronological order of their season. Beat the Cowboys by 16. Best win of the year. Beat the Saints by 10. Then lost to the Packers by two. Lost to the Chiefs by 10. Beat the Falcons by six. Lost to the Steelers by two. Lost to the Panthers by 18. By far their biggest loss. And that was PJ Walker. Uh <laughs> Panthers team. Uh lost to the Ravens by five. Beat the Rams by three. Um beat the Seahawks by five. Lost to the Browns by six. And that was with uh Brissett, you know. Brady's old protege, so to speak, and then beat the Falcons by one. Not a good team. Um, really not good. Nineteenth in points allowed. They allow 18.3 points per game, which is okay. Uh and that, that if like there was one thing that I could say about the Bucs, nah, yeah, they're all right. They're all right. Why do they, you know, win as many games as they lose? They don't turn the ball over and they've got a pretty good defense. That's it. Um, that's it. Yeah, they're okay. If you beat yourselves, then they win. They don't beat people. Teams beat themselves against the Bucks repeatedly. And so, you know, you, you look at like the Saints game. If Mark Ingram would have just, instead of walking out of bounds, if he would have got that one more yard, they would have won the game. Saints beat themselves. You know, you, Seattle yeah. Seattle was bad. Uh, you know, the turnovers, they just, they looked really bad Rams. They're a very bad team. You know, that's get another one, but you, you look at the way, you know, the Falcons game, well, the refs beat them, you know, you know, I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Tom Brady or the Bucks. But they're not a team that goes out and imposes their will. They're not a team that goes out and does what they want to do. Oh, look at that neighbor's yard work every single time. Uh, hopefully, that'll pick up on the audio. But uh, hey, man, they're making the place look nice. I, re- I appreciate that. I'm not doing yard work in the morning Saturday. No way, Jose. Uh, <laughs> um, again, like they are just. Hey, let's stick around. Let's wait till the fourth quarter and try to eke one out. They're a 500 football team in the worst division in football. Um, terrible division. The fact they're 6-6 six and six in the first place should tell you all you need to know. But they're not a team that forces really anything. Tom Brady's going to take what comes his way. He doesn't take sacks. He doesn't turn the ball over. That's what it is. And they just wait. They just outweight you. You make a mistake, then they'll come up and get you. You just got to be patient. Do your job. Punts aren't bad against this team. Punts are a good thing. Field goals are a good thing. I know that's going to be hard for social media. And everybody's gonna jump in there, man. I wish Kyle would be more aggressive. Rar. Uh, that's how I read their text or their like messages on tw- on Twitter. But no, I'm telling you right now, punts, field goals are great this week. Uh, Tony the Tiger, great, right? Like that is a big deal because if you are not creating mistakes for yourself and you're just putting it in the fairway, man, you're gonna be just fine. You're gonna beat this team. The way you lose to the Bucks. You force things and you create giant mistakes and give them energy. They cannot create energy on their own. They're not a they're not a good football team. They're not. Love this question. Here we go. Thank you for the chat. The recovery from 716. Uh he says, Morning, John. Love the show. Be at the game tomorrow. I got a huge Niner chain ready to go. Oh, I love it. He's got one in the picture too. Looking forward to our defense versus Brady that's kind of the biggest matchup of the game now i'm not going i will be at the game next week in seattle uh so if you're going to the seattle game come out and party with us but yeah so i i can't make it to every single game we're doing 12 this year but sadly um this one was not one of the games i've got to go to so uh before we jump to the next part and we jump through Kind of everything that the Bucks are, uh, all their rankings and statistical categories. Best way to support the show. And this is huge in the offseason because we need your help. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. And as soon as you sign up, you get almost everything depending on the tier you pick. And if you're just interested in 49ers play, guess what? We have every single offensive, defensive, and special teams play. From the last two and a half years, every single game for the 49ers. Nobody else has this content. Now, not to mention we have extra episodes weekly. We've got scouting report breakdowns. We've got betting. We've got your one-stop shop for 49ers content. And if you want to be heard, guess what? We got Zoom Hangouts twice a month where we listen to you. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. Or just Google Patreon and 49ers. We're the first one that shows up. Now, if we look at what the Bucks have been able to jitterate and stop, right, 19th in points allowed. They've only allowed one out of their last four opponents to go over 20 points, and that was the Browns. Um, now, if you look at the other side, they're 6th in points scored. They're very consistent in points scored. Very consistent. Um, So the fact that they're six in points scored, but they've only gone over 22 points once this year, it's pretty significant. Uh, They're not explosive, but they are consistent. Um, They don't turn the ball over. Their defense is good. They get points whenever they get down there. That's one of the things – I mean, like, listen, okay, we'll we'll go in order. Listen to these point totals starting with the most recent game going backwards. This is their offense, 17, 17, 21, 16, 22. They stay there, right? So if we look at the rankings from Pro Football Focus, we do this every week. It it provides a – how do you say – a snap-by-snap analysis on how consistent they are, not that good. Overall, they're 21st out of 32 teams. Offense, 17th. Defense, 18th. Special teams, 31st. We are playing a team back-to-back weeks. The Dolphins were worse than us, and now the Bucks are worse than us. In special teams. That's crazy um, because we're not good, but we did have good special teams. um, Back-to-back weeks, really good. The 49ers in those same metrics overall were third. Offense, 12th. Defense, second. Special teams, 27th. So no doubt on paper there's a reason why the 49ers are favored with the third-string quarterback. They're a better team. Now, if we look at their head coach, Todd Bowles, uh, by far one of my favorite humans. One of my favorite coaches. One of my least favorite head coaches. Um, I don't think he's a good head coach. Now Brady does what Brady does and threw a fit and got Bruce Arians, you know, forced out. Uh, Todd Bowles steps in. Um, he hasn't been great. Thirty-two and forty-seven. Uh, this is his first head coaching job in Tampa Bay, but it's his career thirty-two and forty-seven. Um, he went twenty-four and forty in his four seasons as a Jets head coach. And if you want the film breakdown. That's over on Patreon. We loaded that up with the 49ers cutback crew going through the All-22. You want to see what they do schematically and all that stuff. That's up there for you. But, again, you got to give this team credit because they're resilient. Here's the head coach, um, Kyle Shanahan, talking about their the Bucks overall and their come-from-behind win last week versus Saints.
3: you just got to realize that that's – I mean, I think eight of their 12 games have been decided on the last play. I mean, on the last drive of the game. Um, I don't care what happens. Um, Brady never stops playing quarterback. Um, So he's efficient at every single time. Yeah, if they're down that much, he's going to start being more aggressive, but it's never stupid. Um, So, and they also have a defense that is built to, make you struggle you're going to have times hopefully where you can go on that defense but you're going to hit lulls um just like new orleans did and new orleans had a couple chances to finish it um they came up just a little bit short and when that happens first tom that's why he's done more than anyone
2: you don't have to tell kyle Sheddhead about tom brady right uh you can go back to the super bowl with the falcons and kind of that whole thing he knows but these are two diametrically opposed teams in the way in which that they go through their games. Like he just said, eight games have come down to the last possession, the last possession with this team. Well, you look at the 49ers. They've only had two games within one possession. Every single game has been a blowout, whether they win by a lot or they lose by a lot. There's only been two games this entire season for the 49ers. It was the Broncos game and the Chargers game. And they're and one in those um that were within one possession. Every single other game is by over a touchdown. And not even close. It's not even close because he just but you do have a new quarterback. So that's going to play into the to the whole thing. Will, what's up? I appreciate the gift. With the Bucks good run defense, how well do you expect our run game to be? Looking at potential prop bets, Vegas doesn't seem to uh be high on it this week. They don't. I think the 49ers will run the ball well. My problem is with who or whom I think is the right way. uh, Indirect object, right? Did I get that right? I don't know. I'm not an English guy. Um, I have Jordan Mason getting 10 carries. What does that leave for Christian McCaffrey and Debo? I did not put bets down on rushing but I do think that the pass attempts will be fewer on the offensive side. Last week, you know, you definitely threw the ball 37 times with Brock Purdy. That wasn't the plan. Kyle didn't want to do that. But Miami kind of forced the hand on just stacking the boxes. But, it, you know, if you look at the 49ers and what they've done rushing the ball, one, two, three, four, five, five four, five. Five out of the last six games, they've rushed for over 100 yards. I expect that to continue. I really, really do. My problem is who's going to get those carries? Because if Mason's getting 10, I think the over under on Christian McCaffrey is 14 and a half. That's 25 carries right there. Are they going to hit 30? Debo going to get a couple. Kyle Yuschek might get one, You know, might sneak birdie, uh, Purdy once or twice. So that's the rough one for me. So personally, right now, until I see something that I like a little bit more coming out, I don't have any rushing prop bets for me this week. Usually I do, but I don't know how this, I don't, Brock Purdy's a mystery, guys. Like, let's just be real. We love him. I love him. But it's hard to bet a trend or a fad, whatever you literally have three quarters to go off of, of all time. Um, so I don't like jumping in on lots of those things. So most of my bets are on Kyle Shanahan tendencies, and we'll get to those later in the episode, but you're a great question. Thank you for the thing uh, for the contribution. I appreciate that. Now let's, let's talk injuries. Um, probably the most common question I got in my DMS and emails, which always email me. If you want to talk, I'm always here. I try to get to every single question. Sometimes it takes me longer than others. 49 Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Bosa, I fully expect him to play. I fully expect him to play. Uh, I, I don't think that there is even a chance he won't play. And for those of you talking trash on Bosa, do you not remember? It's like, don't talk shit about me
0: anymore. <laughs> or or talk more shit about me because light the fire.
2: I love that dude, so I want to play that clip all the time. Um, but the idea is this. You think from that press conference, you think he's not going to play? You have to keep in mind the 49ers play again Thursday. So it, it, it's one of those things where they're just going. It's it's damage control central. Um, I fully expect Nick Bosa to play as much as he wants to play. Jimmy's out. Tarverius Moore, uh, he's out. Hassan Ridgeway's out. That sucks really, really bad. I expect Ty McGill to be uh, brought up. But, uh, again, Bucks suck at run of the ball, the worst of the NFL, absolutely worst in the NFL. And, and, you know, I see Fable, he says, just use Bosa on third downs. I, I I don't know, man. Contract year matters. Defensive player of the year matters. I mean, last episode we did, if you didn't listen to it, probably one of my favorite episodes we've done in a minute, uh, the Purdy and Bosa show. And we just dove all in on those two guys. Um, And so I, 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 Go back, listen to it. I, I'm telling you right now. Bosa's already missed one and a half games. He he's gonna say he's gonna stay. Uh, that's all I'm saying. No, Jimmy Ward is not out. I, I what did I say? I said Tarvarius Moore. I'm sorry. No, Jimmy Ward's good to go. Tarvarius various more the other safety uh he is out i apologize if i bespoke i'm from texas i blame generations and generations of uneducated people not that texas is uneducated i'm saying my, my family was all right here we go um going to the bucks uh kj Britt, uh their linebacker he's on ir leonard fournette questionable fully expect him to play um the two biggest injury three biggest injuries both the starting safeties, Anton Winfield Jr., Mike Edwards, they are out. And Tristan Wirfs, I think the Bucks' best player this year. Yes, over Tom Brady. He's been that good. I, in my opinion, um, I think he, him and Lane Johnson are the best right tackles in the NFL. Like, it's between those two guys. Like Tristan Wirfs has been playing all pro level football. He is out. Um, Sean Murphy Bunting, one of their stud corners, he's questionable, but I expect him to play. So they've got injuries. There's no doubt about it. What's up, Phil? Glad to see you, man. Um, (laughs) Randy says, no, you were right about Texas. Don't walk back. I love Texas. I really, really do. Uh, But, yeah, I got to poke fun at it. It's mine, right? Like, I'm from there. I'm a product of there. Uh, And if you can't make fun of yourself, uh, probably we're not going to be friends. Um, One of my favorite things that I would always tell my students, like, Self-deprecating humor will diffuse a lot of situations, and it's a sign of intelligence. Um, and so, yeah, don't take yourself too seriously. Have fun, and if you can laugh at yourself, you're going to enjoy life. Um, it, it's what it is. Fable says, "Worse should be our right tackle, dang it. Uh, but if we did get worse, we would not have traded for Trent Williams. You are correct, and I want them all. And... Yeah, that's I love the what-if game uh, with draft stuff. You are correct. I, he was my highest-graded player when we were on the board at 13. We traded back a spot. Um, they got worse. We got Kinlaw. Neither one of them are playing this game. Um, but worse has been incredible. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but if we don't make that trade back, we don't get a trade back up for Brett and Iuke, right? And so the chaos theories ensues. And so we would have got worse. We wouldn't have got Trent. We wouldn't have got Iuke. Um, I don't know. I love Ayuk. And I love Kimla. I hope he comes back. But um, yeah, it, it's yeah, it, there we go. I love these people. Yeah, we would have Iuk. I, I don't want to go down this path. I'm scared. I'm scared. All right, here we go. Let's go. History of the matchup. The 49ers lead the series big time. We are 18 and seven, more than doubled up this team, but we're all in one in the playoffs. 49ers won the first 12 out of 13 meetings, Um, and since 1997, each team has won six games. So it's evened out recently during those 49ers bad years, um, all those different things. Now, the last matchup was September 8th, uh, 2019. Different quarterback. That was Jameis Winston days, right? Jimmy Garoppolo versus Jameis Winston early in the year. Uh, Jimmy went 18 for 27. Uh, 166 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Holy cow. I did not. So I did my stat projection for. This is crazy. Um, I did my stat projection for uh the stud Brock Purdy, right? And I was like, all right, I put this out there, and you know, I, I go through the bets and I spend a lot of time going through these things. It's not like I just throw it out there. I said Brock Purdy. And this is going to be spoiler alert. And drop your Brock Purdy prediction. What's his stat line going to look like? Here's what I said. I said Brock Purdy's going to go 19 of 27. I don't think we're going to throw the ball that much. 195 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Looking back at Jimmy Garoppolo's numbers the last time we played him, I don't know if this, like – Slid into my subconscious 18 of 27. So I was one completion off, 166 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, so interesting. Like, I, I didn't know um I missed, or I was so freaking close to what he did there. Um, that's crazy. Uh anyway, probably interests nobody but me. But drop your throw this into the chat. I want to I want to see what you guys say. What do you think try to be as specific as possible? It's easy to say, like, oh, two touchdowns, one interception. No, no, no. Pass attempts, completions. We're an educated audience. What do you think Brock Purdy's stat line looks like versus the Bucks this week? I want to see what y'all have to say. Um now, Jameis Winston was it was like the most Jameis Winston game ever. I'm not a Winston fan. Not as a person, not as a player. Um, I can't stand the guy, to be honest with you. He's entertaining, but not in a good way. Um, 10 for 36, 194 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Like the 2019 Bucks to 2020 Bucks literally changed one thing. Ah, they changed more than that. But you swapped Winston out, Brady in won the Super Bowl. Like it, <laughs> he's, he's not good. Uh, the fact that he can't beat Andy Dalton out on a bad team. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, David, this is only Brady's second game to play in, in the Bay Area, which is crazy. Um, it's his hometown, and th- this game's gonna mean a, mean a lot to him. Uh, that that's gonna be huge. Yeah, uh Fable says, didn't Jimmy have a touchdown called back in that game versus Tampa? It was weird, just interceptions all over the place. I think we had was it Sherman or Akello that had a pick six that game? I think it was Akello, maybe it was the Steelers game right after that. But I'm loving all these predictions. Throw them up there. I, w- I want to highlight you guys just because man, there's there's some good ones. 212, one touchdown, zero interceptions for Brock. I love this. This is awesome. Um Lots of good, lots of good predictions in here. Now, if we stick with that game, uh, that was the Moster Brita and Coleman game. Uh, they combined for thirty carries, one hundred yards, and Kittle had eight catches for fifty-four yards. But you know Warner nine tackles, Ford, Bosa, Armstead all had one stack. You remember D Ford? You remember those? those days that's when he was great um sure the, yeah sherman and witherspoon had a pick six shout out to coach Cruz; uh he nailed it in the the everything now their draft the bucks they've gotten a lot of play from their draft class logan hall was their first pick 12 games luke go he's injured now seven games he's offensive lineman rashad white who i really really like he was one of my draft crushes um you know he's now their guy, Kate Otten, maybe one of my favorite tight ends in the fourth round. He's a starter for them. Uh, Jake uh, Cam- Camarta, their punter, he's going. Zion McCollum, their slot corner from Sam Houston State, fifth round pick, he's one of my prize matchups because he's starting in the slot now, and he's getting toasted. Um, so that's something where I think the 49ers can take very, very clean advantage. Um, and so I'm pretty excited about that matchup. Zion McCollum. Pay attention to that one. Now Big Papa says rain will affect the pass totals. I'm telling you, I I, I keep saying I I I'm betting under on pass for everybody. Um for everybody. I, I don't think that this is going to be a heavy pass game. Shot J says that coach Cruz, we trust. That's right. If you've met coach Cruz, him and his family, they're about as good as people as exist. Um, and for some reason, this podcast just keeps bringing together really, really good people, which I love. Oh, here we go. Uh, coach Cruz, breaking news. Uh, Sac state coach going to be the new age head coach at Stanford. Stanford will be good again in the next couple years. Yes. Didn't Sacramento state like, convert two onside kicks last night and still lose somehow like 65 to 63 or something crazy. Um, shout out. I, I remember when Garrett, Jason Garrett was one of the finalists and it was like, no way in hell they're going to do that. Uh, would have been a terrible move. So, uh, I love this. Um, shout out to the Bay area. Freaking awesome. Love it. Love it. Love it. Melissa. She's already jumping in. To the game predictions 31 to 13 we'll get to those in a little bit but i like it uh, did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball hockey college basketball entries today on prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and here's what's great it, it Now, if we stick with the personnel on the Bucks side, they have added a lot of players through trade, uh, traded to get Shaq Mason. Um th- they've moved a lot of pieces around. Russell Gage, Fred Johnson, Keanu Neal, who's now starting for them, Logan Ryan, who's now starting for them, um uh, Sennett. Senate. Like they have got a lot of people together that really weren't a part of their team. There's been a lot of turnover. And there's a reason why this team went from Super Bowl champ to postseason favorite to six and six. Offensive line leaving, defensive line, injuries. They're not as good a team. They're not as good a roster. And some people's play has gone down. Brady's still being Brady, but that offensive line's not letting them go deep. The wide receivers have not had good games. Uh Mike Evans' still great. But I don't think he's dominant like he used to be. Right now, okay, let's 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 refocus. Let's go to the defensive side. Okay, let's go to the Bucks' defensive side and let's see what they do well because I think their defense is better than their offense considerably. If we look at what they've done in the red zone, not good. Twenty second uh, in red zone out of thirty two teams. So they let once you get in there, you can score touchdowns. Sixth in rushing touchdowns. You got to beat them through the air. Can't run against them in the red zone. Have forced 11 turnovers in 12 games. That's terrible. 30th in the league. They don't force turnovers. And Antoine Winfield, their turnover machine, he's not playing. Seventh in pass yards allowed. Eighth in yards allowed. Total fifth in yards per pass. Ninth in third down conversions. Nineteenth in yards per rush. You can run against this team. Eighth overall in defensive DVOA. And third in first downs allowed. Um, so it's weird because they've got some talent. Vita Veya, I think is the best player on their defense. He's gigantic, super strong, super quick, created in a lab, um, him against our interior offensive line. That's going to be key. Can Jake Brindle sustain blocks? He hasn't been able to do it all year in the run game. Can Aaron Banks rebound? He's had back to back bad games. We're going to have to see there. That's going to be interesting. Their linebackers, Levante David, holy freaking cow. Um, He's the fourth-highest-rated linebacker in the NFL. Devin White, um, he's athletic as anybody's ever played the linebacker position, but can't put together solid play. He's got a 43.1 grade on PFF, and he's the 74th-rated linebacker out of 81. He's solid and athletic, but he's struggled. He does blitz a lot, um, which is kind of like why he's been able to keep his job. Jamal Dean, he's having a solid season at cornerback. He's been really good. Sixth-highest-rated corner. Outside of that, it gets bad. Joe Tryon, who I really, really like as a pass rusher, he's not good against the run. The rest of their secondaries banged up. Backup safeties. Now, the scheme, and we talked about this earlier, you're going to see a lot of you know, five, six-man fronts and loaded box. But just because you see that doesn't mean they're all coming. Again, this is so close to what the Saints do. Fire zone blitzes. Now, what we saw with Miami last week, and Brock Purdy had a lot of success against, it looks like everybody's coming, they drop back in man. Bucks don't do that. Looks like a lot of people are coming, they drop back in zone. So that's why it's called a fire zone. So it looks like six are coming, but only four will. Everybody's going to drop back in the zone. We do that. That is something the 49ers defense does almost as much as anybody, right? Think about all those third downs where Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw walk up and act like they're blitzing, and as soon as they snap the ball, they drop back, you know, in they're hooked curl zones. That's what you're going to see. So good news, bad news. Good news is Brock Purdy has seen a lot of fire zones. D'Amico's great at it. Bad news is, I would argue... D'Amico's not creative with disguising his fire zones. Todd Bowles is the best in the business at it. Um, So his entire job, like it's confusion. That's what he wants. And so for this kid's first true start to go against one of the best defensive coordinators, whose main job is to create confusion with veteran quarterbacks, we're going to see. And and I love this because I want to know, right? Like, I want to know what we got. We have a short week and then a mini buy coming up. I, I think Brock Purdy's the guy. You don't really have much more options out there. Uh yeah, yeah, Johnson is your Josh Johnson, but like we're gonna find out. Like this is a test. You're gonna figure out does Brock Purdy got it? And I, I think he's gonna answer the call. I I really, really do. Um I'm pretty excited about it, actually. I think it's going to be fun. Now, their uh, tendency blitzes, you throw them out the window because we're going to see a lot more than they usually do. Uh, A blitz constitutes five men coming after the quarterback, five or more. So just because it looks like five or more are coming, that doesn't count as a blitz. But five or more guys coming against the uh, quarterback, New Orleans, 10 blitzes, Cleveland, 13, Seattle, 11. We're going to see more than that. I expect 14 to 16 range. They're going to come after a rookie quarterback just what they're going to do. His first start, they're blitzing that cap. It's going to happen. Now, now the biggest issue that I found in watching film with the Bucks defense, and this doesn't go in their favor, missed tackles are a major issue. They miss a lot of tackles. A lot of that's because they drop back into zone, and so when wide receivers are hit over the middle or whatever, there's a little bit of space and pockets that the ball is completed, so there's space. Man, you're always following, and you're always on the hip pocket, so there's not as much space. They have 92 missed tackles as a defense on the year. All right, what's that mean? The 49ers have 62. You're talking about a third less missed tackles. Now, 49ers one of the best tackling teams in the NFL, so that's different. But you talk about a top-eight defense DVOA, missing that many tackles against Debo, against IUK, against Kittle, against Jordan Mason, against CMC? So if, if it's Wiggle, right, like, you know, Iuke. And CMC, they're going to get theirs. If it's power and running through tackles, well, Debo and Kittle are the best of the business. Jordan Mason, yeah, he's going he gonna to put a stamp on people. That's all I got to say. Like it, It's coming. So there's so many different – it doesn't matter what side you look at. This game is made for the 49ers to win. I don't care about the quarterback position. I'm talking about scheme. I'm talking about roster construction. I'm talking about coaching. It's very, very difficult to find an advantage for the Tampa Bay Bucks outside of Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy. It's hard. It's very, very difficult. Vita Vea. That's probably the the biggest one. Vita Vea. (laughs) Tom Brady. I could list 15 areas where the matchup is in the 49ers favor literally 15 you want to talk about mike evans i'm getting ahead of myself i'm getting excited who you want to talk about mike let's just do it i don't care screw the notes mike evans is incredible he's texas a and I i don't like him but he's incredible one of the best wide receivers to ever play the game you want to talk about chris godwin awesome tough physical wide receiver that runs great routes has great hands can kind of do it from every single place however What have the 49ers built in the secondary? We have the most dominating physical corners, the best tackling corners. Charvarius Ward is at his best win. Tall, physical wide receivers. That's exactly what Mike Evans is. Now, that doesn't mean Mike Evans isn't going to have a game. No, no. I, I bet the over on Mike Evans' catches. They put the over at three and a half catches. That's it for Mike Evans. I don't like betting on opposing players. Mike Evans has had over three and uh, has had four more catches every single game this year. I I don't know where that bet came from. So that's free money right there. I'll just throw that out there. Uh, Like I I saw it. I was like, Whoa, Uh, I think the odds are probably going to change. But anyway, so like I bet that, but that doesn't mean I think Mike Evans is going to like dominate the 49ers. I don't see that. Who have we struggled with? (laughs) Tyler Lockett's right. Uh, You struggle with, you know, Freaking last week with uh, Tyreek Hill. Like, speed, small speed guys. They do not have that. Our physical... Charvarius Ward is designed to play against physical corners. That's what he's built to do. Demo the Hyena on the other side. Jimmy Ward in the slot. Like, they're physical. They're physical. And that's one of the things that I'm just like, ah, where in the world... I... I Tell me where I'm wrong. Somebody tell me what matchup favors the Bucks besides Tom Brady, besides Vita Vea. Because I want to know, what am I missing? Because I feel like I can't find one. And even if you're like, okay, the wide receivers are great, and they are great. I'm not, like, again, Mike Evans is awesome. They're awesome. Julio Jones, all right, cool. I know he's had our number in the past, but we'll see here. We'll see. He's great. He is great. No, no doubt about it, but you mean tell me Debo and Iuke? Come on, man. Like, that's, that's a wash at worst for the 49ers. Safety play? Oh, that's easy. Offensive line play? Yep, that's simple. Defensive line play? Vita Vea, cool. Everybody else, us. Linebackers? Get the hell out of here. Running backs? Pfft. Come on, man. Like, find it. Somebody tell me. Correct me. I, I'm scrolling through the chat over here because I know I'm a crazy person. Uh, <laughs> Chris says, "Anybody playing versus Mike McGlinchey? Uh Okay, cool. Okay, but again, that's cool. If you want to talk about their defensive ends, Joe Tryon, you know, kind of what they got going on, you're going to take them over Nick Bosa. I'll wait, right? So, yeah, I get it. But I'll tell you this: I would take Mike McGlinchey over Donovan Smith." And Wells, they're right and left tackle. I'd take them over both of them. I would take him over both of them. Like, okay, so l- let's look at this. Let's dive into this. I- I'm so off script now. That's okay. I'm going to miss so many things. I would be pissed off later. Here, this is what this is the life of a content creator, right? Like, finish the show. We upload the show on audio and all those things, and we move on. And then I'm like eating lunch with my wife, and like, second bite in, I'm like, ah, oh, dang it. I totally missed that point that we spent, like, 15 minutes researching on and, like, all that stuff. Like, gosh, how do I get this back out there? And then we run to Twitter, and then we put it out there like it's an original thought, whatever else. It's what it is. Anyway, uh, that's okay. Consequences be damned. Let's go with the flow. Josh Wells, who will be the right tackle who's filling in for their best player, Tristan Wurfs. He's played 97 pass rush snaps this year. He's given up eight pressures. So basically, one out of every 10 snaps, he's given up a pressure, which isn't great. But we'll see. He's got Nick Bosa. He ain't played against Nick Bosa yet. Donovan Smith, who's starting their left tackle. He's been their left tackle for a long time, and his play just continues to go downhill. He's 70th out of 77 tackles in the NFL. 70th out of 77. 24 pressure, six sacks allowed. And keep in mind, Tom Brady has the fastest release in the entire NFL the fastest. Gets the ball out quicker than anybody. If Tom Brady feels pressure, he'll throw the damn ball away. That's why Tom Brady never gets hurt. That's why Tom Brady never gets hurt. Because he doesn't take a lot of hits. Yet, Donovan Smith has allowed 6 sacks. I'm sorry, I take Mike McGlinchey over both these cats. Trent Williams not even close. Not even close. Um not even close. Oh, man, I love it. Oh, what's up, Sid? Uh, love seeing her in here. Hashtag CC. Also, we got Nicholas Para. Man, I love it um so many cool people in this chat oh we got the great cg man he's been hustling out go check his channel out if you haven't caught it yet cg ruthless he's on youtube he interviews that dude's a hustler man i freaking love it i love people that love their job and work hard at their job uh which he qualifies now um real quick before we finish this conversation on their offense i do got to stop real quick i saw nick it reminded me i got off my chat I got off my, uh, what's it called? My script. I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, we do have parties still to throw this year to bring people together and have memorable experiences. Um, if you're coming out to the Seattle game, most important game of the year, We're going to be meeting up Wednesday at Kells Irish Pub. It's in Pike's Place Market uh, with the Seattle Faithful Chapter. It's going to be awesome. Free event. You don't need anything but yourself. Show up. We're going to start at 6 p.m. That's December 14th, Wednesday, the night before the game. Come hang out. We got the usual giveaways, raffles, prizes, trivia, you name it. Wayne's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Vicky's going to be there. We're going to have so many people there. It's going to be a blast. Then the day of the game, we got you. We got you. Tony T Sports Lounge right across the street from Lumen Stadium. It's indoors. We're partying indoors because I don't trust December weather in Seattle. I do not. Uh, And if we're going to be outside for the game, which we all are, I thought it'd be nice to get together indoors, have some good, nice food, drinks flowing, awesome time. Go get your tickets, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. And as always, just look for that flag, 49ers Rush Road Trip. We will be there. We got the Vegas details up, um, still finalizing that tailgate. Man, Vegas on New Year's tried to throw a party. It's 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 up there on uh, life challenges to overcome uh, for yours truly, John Chabot. But we're getting it done. Uh, finalize the details and all that. We've got the Saturday night, uh, party planned or Saturday day party. I didn't want to throw a night party on new year's Eve in Vegas. Uh, didn't want to do that. So we're doing a day meetup from one to four, um, at tailgate social over by the strat. Um, Actually, Niners guy uh, manages the bar there. So it's going to be awesome. We're going to party. College football game is going to be on. Get together with the faithful before you go out and make a knucklehead out of yourself. Um, I love it. Yeah, I love this. Uh, Nick says, best party experience ever. Um, Love it. Oh, Lee Gar. Look at this, man. We got all kinds of just great people. Shout out to Lee uh, Gallad. You guys all know him. He announced the pick for Samuel Womack at the draft, and we got to hang out this past weekend. He came over from the U.K., and just him. I mean, there's just so many great. Paul Hope, man. Nick, dude, Nick Ludlam, all the studs from U.K. came over. Um, love these people, man. Uh, love it, love it, love it. All right. Sorry about that. Let's get back to the Bucks offense and try to give – a holistic picture of this offense because Tom Brady is the black hole of information. And here's what I mean by that. It's so easy just to talk about what he does and doesn't do because he's just such a larger than life figure that you don't pay attention to everything else. So what we wanted to do is to try to, I don't know, normalize things, remove that from the equation. Let's look at an analytical perspective just on what it is. This offense does well and does poorly. Okay. What they do well is very simple. They do not throw interceptions. Second best in the NFL. They've only thrown four. Brady only threw three of those. Remember when they did that like pass to Brady against the Seahawks? It was dub as, as anything, but whatever. Um, 18th and pass touchdowns, not good. This is all out of 32 teams. So you hear anything, 16's average. Anything below that's bad. Uh <laughs> anything above that's good. Nineteenth and third downs, bad. 21st in red zones, bad. 17th in yards, bad. Fifth in passing yards. What's craziest stat of all, the Bucs have attempted more pass attempts than any team in the NFL with the oldest quarterback plus 10 years than any other quarterback in the NFL. It's weird. It's just weird. 27th in uh, total points as an offense, 32nd in rush yards. Throw the ball the most, run the ball the least. It's, It's not a recipe to win in today's NFL. And if you look at why the Bucs were successful in the past two years, Super Bowl year, then last year, playoff run, it's because they were throwing the ball deep with ease because they had an offensive line that could protect Brady, and he was slinging it deep. Receivers haven't been as good. Offensive line has been a fraction of what we have seen the past two years. They're 16th in offensive DVOA. They're average. They're literally the average. Now, they're not a good offense, but they don't get negatives. They will punt the ball like there's no tomorrow, and they don't care. They throw the ball away on third down, don't care. They just want to keep it close until the fourth quarter. Now, this stat got put out there. Oh, man, who was it that – I messed up all my notes, guys. You guys – and I want to make sure I give credit to who freaking said it because, man, it was such a good tweet of <laughs> um, – Oh, it's frustrating, man. I thought I had it. Anyway, the idea is this. The 49ers allowing a 100-yard rusher changes everything. Changes everything. Um, oh, here we go. Per Jordan Elliott. Yeah, I knew he was a good dude. He's awesome. Friend of the show. Uh, awesome writer. Does great work. Jordan Elliott. Check him out on Twitter. He does great. 49ers are 8-0 when opposing offenses do not rush for 100 yards. 8-0. Undefeated. Guess what? We're 0-4 when teams can rush for over 100 yards against us. We got Eric Armstead back. I just don't see how they can run for more than that. Now, they do have a good interior offensive line, which is weird when they had you know one center retire, another center, season-ending injury before it started, whatever else. Nick Leverett is their left tackle. Pass pro, eight pressures, zero sacks. He's been great. Center, Robert Hainsley, their third center on the year. He started next to Aaron Banks at Notre Dame their entire career. 15 pressures allowed, which is a lot, but zero sacks. Shaq Mason, right guard, played with, you know, Todd Brady almost his whole entire career. 16 pressures, one sack. Their interior offensive line is good as far as allowing pressure up the middle. You got to get pressure on the edges. Thank God we got Nick Bosa because I think that's a big deal. Um Now, a couple other just stats that we ran across. Again, shout out to Coach Cruz. In games where Brady has thrown 40 or more pass attempts, the Bucs are 3-6. and They're not going to be able to run the ball. Nobody's been able to run the ball against us, really. I don't know, man. I think that this could get really, really, really bad. Now, let's go back. All right, let's go back to the great Tom Brady, and let's let head coach Kyle Shanahan share his couple pieces of information about Tom Brady and what he brings
3: because Tom I mean he plays the position better than anyone ever and not he's definitely the goat from what I've ever seen but I don't say that just because he's won Super Bowls because how he plays the position Um, the ball always goes to the right spot and that answer is based off of thousand different things that could be matchups it could be the coverage it could be based off of down and distance the time in the game how the defense is playing Um, he just if you just watch him throughout his whole life and you see him make a decision and you see him make a different decision in the second quarter. You make you see it die, like he just has command of the game and knows how to win it and what it takes, whatever that is. Um, he's kind of flawless in his technique, how he gets everyone the ball. And when you do, he's done that his whole career. Um But his throwing mechanics, they only get better each year. So I feel like his arm's stronger now than it was 10 years ago. And um, his legs move just as good as they did 10 years ago. They weren't great then. Um, But he's extremely efficient and quick in the pocket and knows where to look and knows where to get the ball to. And uh, he's still the best to play. (laughs)
2: He's the best to play and he kind of proved it against Kyle, even though Kyle coaches offense a while there Uh, Shout out to Lee. I left off David's name whenever I was going through your crew man I apologize because David was awesome. Uh, Thank you again Lee for all the kind words and your crew I can't wait till we have a game in Europe Mexico was incredible a couple weeks ago and I really felt like that was like a lifetime experience moment When the 49ers play anywhere in the UK, man, uh, I'm expecting on you to host us, my friend, and excited about that. Uh, Really, really excited about that. Now, what do they do on offense? You know, looking at their play calling, it's weird. Screens and quick passes is all they do. 13% of their plays are screens. Really, really high number for the NFL. They don't do a lot of play action um, because it just takes too long, and their run game sucks, so play action doesn't really work. So... It's 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 much it looked like an air raid offense. Um, but they're not throwing it near as deep as they used to, but it's just a lot of throwing and quick passes. Interesting stat that I found 30% of Tom Brady's passes this year, just this year, are between zero and nine yards between the numbers. So short middle, right? Short middle. Jimmy Garoppolo for the year, 31% which gives us back-to-back games because the only quarterback that has done it more than Jimmy Garoppolo was, guess who? We played him last week, and he was terrible, Tua Tonga-Vailoa. So it goes Tua, Jimmy, Tom Brady. The three quarterbacks in the NFL that throw the ball short between the numbers, those three do it more than anybody. Efficiency, right? Makes sense, makes sense. The problem with that is, as Tua, yeah, got Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner over the middle makes things a little bit more difficult when you have some of the most ranging linebackers in the NFL there to cause some problems. Um, So I'm excited about that, really excited about that. Now, the run game, the only time that they have been successful is off of the edges. They want to get – they have two very physical running backs. Leonard Fournette, everybody knows who that is. Rashad White. Um, Out of Arizona State, Herm Edwards' boy. Uh, Niners met with him a few times. I thought he was one of the targets that they might draft. They went with TDP instead. We'll see how that plays out eventually. But so far, Rashad White's been great. Um, So they want to run big physical running backs off the edge against smaller corners. Again, back to this idea. I can't find ways for them to be successful. Because you want to run your physical corners or your physical running backs against our corners? Demo is one of the best tackling corners in the NFL. Charverius Ward has zero missed tackles. Our nickel, Jimmy Ward, is there a more physical corner in the NFL? Talanoa Hufunga, good gosh. Aziz, if we're in a 4-3. I can't find a matchup where they beat us besides Tom Brady and Vita Veda. That's it. I I keep asking you guys. I'm, I'm scrolling through the chat. Nobody's telling me where I've been wrong. Um, and I might be wrong. I don't know, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, real quick. I do agree with this. Uh, Segula first says Drake Jackson needs more snaps. Can't believe he only got nine snaps last week. I agree with you. Um, yeah, he needs more. He's been really, really good. He's, he's fifth in the NFL in tip passes. And yeah, Tommy says, how many tip passes will Drake have? We'll see. Brady doesn't usually get a lot of tip passes. It does happen. Um, but uh, we'll see there. Now, interesting connections, which uh, probably one of my favorite segments that Coach Cruz does. This is all him. Uh, Brandon, Walton, and Aziz played together at FAU. Cameron, Brayton, Kyle, use baby. We got the Harvard bros going together. George Kittle, Anthony Nelson, they were together at Iowa. Uh, we talked about this one. Their center. Robert Hainsley and our left guard, Aaron Banks, played next to each other um, their entire career at Notre Dame. Kevin Givens, Chris Godwin, they were together at Penn State. And Keyshawn and Oren Burks, they were together at Vanderbilt. Whew. I like that. I, I love those connections. It, it matters. It matters. I tell people it matters. Now, real quick word from our sponsor, then let's get into some bets. You guys know what it is it is winning season at my bookie, as always. If you want to enjoy the football games, 49ers, or just NFL, or really any sport in general, you can bet on anything over there. MyBookie.ag. We've been with them for years. Very trusted site. Get your money in. Get your money out easily. And on top of that, all season... Double deposit bonus. Whenever you first deposit your money, let's say you deposit 250 you get $500 credited to your account if you just use our promo code 49ERS or scan this QR code right to the side of me if you're watching this on YouTube. And, again, it just sets you up completely. MyBookie is incredible. Bet with us. We're on Patreon. We share our bets every single week, all season long. So join us. MyBookie.ag, promo code 49ers. Bet anytime, anywhere with... My bookie. All right, some of our bets this week. We got a lot of bets up this week. Um, I am taking the over on field goals for both teams. One and a half field goals for the 49ers over. One and a half field goals for the Bucks over. And I'm taking under the pass attempts for Brock Purdy. They've got it set at 30 and a half pass attempts. I know he threw for 37 last week. But with the rain, with a different style of offense, with a different style of game, you're not playing against a high-powered... Offense that you got to put points up this week. You don't have to. So I'm betting under on that as well. I'm betting over on Mike Evans, and I'll put the best uh sorry, the rest of the bets, they're already up on Patreon. So if you head to our Patreon page, um 40 uh, patreon.com slash 40 irons rush podcast, they pull up. I put them up there every week. Now, let me just say this: this is our last game with my bookie as our official sponsor, which I love them, they have been incredible. Uh, we will continue to put bets up on our Patreon show we'll continue talking about those so if you want to bet with us we made a lot of money this year uh betting and we're going to continue that but if you've ever wanted to you know get your company or your message or any of that thing in front of you know we average just over 10,000 per episode across all platforms so if you want to get that out reach out to us i would much rather work with uh you know people that support the show whether they're companies or any of that things or you know somebody that would be interested email us 49 ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to work with you. Now, last week, before we get to our uh, predictions and keys to the game, I thought I would share, I'm bad about this, because I usually wipe the slate clean and just start working again. But Coach Cruz, that, that, that nasty devil, he always leaves it up. So I have to look through what we said last week about the game. So let's look back and see how we did last week to see how we're going to do this week, right? Look back to see uh, where you came from. The Miami game, here's what I said. I haven't changed one letter of this. This is the exact, and you can go back and check last week's episode and tell me I was wrong. Just skip to the end. I said Miami hits first, and the 49ers have to fight back. Um, I was wrong about Kittle. Uh, I said he was going to be a big-time player this week. And that didn't take place. I said the defense uh, is going to win this game, and I said the 49ers are going to start winning in the third quarter. That happened. Uh, Take over the game. They'll jump out to a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. That happened. Defense will hold for a close victory late. I was wrong about that, Um, but we did get right. And in our predictions, we are 9-3 and on the year for the 49ers, which I like. Uh, So we've done relatively well. So let's jump to this week. How do we feel about the 49ers this week? This is your time. Throw into the chat what your score prediction is is for the game and you do not have to predict the 49ers to win. We are not that type of podcast. I want you to be real with yourself. What are your thoughts? You're an educated fan base. You guys know what's going on. So throw into the chat, what you think the final score of this game is going to be. And if you are correct, you better flex on us in our post game reaction show as soon as the game's over. Um, and I do also want to update Patreon. We're going to be having our zoom hangout the week after, um, the, what's it called? The uh Seahawks game. So we're going to be having that in December when we've got that long um, hold over that kind of 10 day hold over to our next game. So I, I was going to do it this week, but I was like, no, nah, we've got a short week. It's going to be busy enough as is. So let's go there. Um I'll say this. It's not easy to predict a seventh round rookie quarterback in his first start against a complex defense. It's, that's not an easy task. So let's start with the defense. The 49ers defense has continued to struggle early on almost every single week, and then they lock it up and dominate in the second half. I think that trend ends this week. I think this game could get really ugly for the Bucs really quick. I think they're one of the worst explosive offenses in the NFL, and that's the only way people have scored on us literally the only way people have scored on us. I see five or more three and outs by this buccaneers offense. I think the 49ers defense is going to hold them down. Now, Tom Brady's going to get his, there's no doubt. There's going to be a lot of penalties, which the 49ers are bad at, you know, pass interference. There's going to be a lot of, you know, personal foul, roughing the passers, and I think that's going to play a big role. I also think we get to re- see the return of playmaker Hufanga, which I'm super pumped about. I expect some pass breakups, some tackle for losses, some huge energy plays. I think the 49ers are ready for this challenge defensively. I think the 49ers are ready to make this statement that, one, they're not the best defense in the NFL. They're the best defense in the past decade of the NFL. The numbers they are putting up are historic. How do you prove that point? Against a historic opponent. That is Tom Brady. You go out there and you send this message at home to everybody that Tom Brady's normal and that this defense can do it against high-flying, crazy offense Dolphins or slow and steady Tom Brady, I think that's going to send a message. I'm really, really excited. The only way that the Bucs can win this game is if they torch the 49ers deep, and I cannot see them doing that with that offensive line. I just, maybe I'm wrong. But that's the way they're going to have to win this game is huge explosives throwing deep, which has been the 49ers Achilles heel. But can teams hold the ball long enough to throw that ball? I don't think the Bucs can. I don't think Tom Brady wants to. Now back to Brock Purdy. I think he can have a turnover or two and the 49ers still win this game. Two turnovers, you can win this game. And again, it's all ratio. So if Brock has two turnovers and the 49ers defense forces one turnover, we win that game. Uh, they're gonna have to be plus two in the turnover margin, the Bucks to have a chance. As long as he is performing on third downs. You look at last week, he went eight for 19 on third downs, Brock Purdy. That was awesome. You do that, you can turn the ball over twice and you'll win. Stat line for Brock again, as you know, I shared earlier, 19 of 27, 195 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I, I don't have them, you know, what I don't have them going ham. I really, really don't. I think he will be effective, move the ball down the field. I think you run the ball a lot. There's going to be a lot of punts and field goals, guys, a lot. I think they want to run the ball. I've got Jordan Mason getting 10 carries. I think the first team that gets to 17 points wins this game. That's it. And so here's what I got. This is my prediction, and we're going to end it here. I got field goal extravaganza. I have the 49ers winning and covering the spread, which I'm betting this week. 49ers win 19 to 13. Field goal, field goal, field goals. But the Niners defense, they're going to handle everything. And it, that's just it's it's a young quarterback. Man, I'm telling you, people are going to get upset when Kyle's going for field goals. Do not be this week. Protect your young rookie quarterback making his first start ever. Points and punts. That's it. Points and punts. That's what I want. And I think that's the way the 49ers are going to get this win. I want to say thank you guys for all of the support. You guys are awesome. I can hang out with you guys all day. Uh, We are going to be live as soon as the show ends. I'm at home, not traveling this week. So you guys right here, as soon as the game ends, join us after the show for celebration or for therapy. Either way, we're going to stay strong, faithful, and I hope you do the same. Appreciate you. Thank you for all the support. And until this game, baby, let's go get that dub. Stay strong, faithful.